Welcome to another Sustainable Wine podcast with me, Toby Webb, and I'm delighted that joining me today at the Institute of Directors here in London is Olivier Cuvelier, who is President of the Cru Bourgeois de Médoc. So Absolutely. welcome to the podcast, Correct. Olivier. How are you? Thank you. My pleasure to be there with you. So um, some of our listeners will be familiar with the, the Cru Bourgeois classification of, of Bordeaux, but some of them may not. So perhaps you could start off, Olivier, by giving us a brief overview of what is the Cru Bourgeois de Médoc and how is it changing? Yes, so Cru Bourgeois du Médoc is a large family of uh, growers. We represent today uh, one third of the total production in the Médoc. So we are living under a classification which is called Reconnaissance since uh, the vintage 2008. And today we are showing the vintage 2017, which is the last one with this kind of classification. That means 10 vintages. And now, from, we will announce next February a new classification with two big changes. So we, are, we will get a classification now for five years instead mm-hmm. of one, and a classification with three different steps, three different levels, Cru Bourgeois, Cru Bourgeois Supérieur, and Cru Bourgeois Exceptional. So this mention has been used, as you know, in the past. Okay. And um, we were talking before we turned on the tape about sustainability in general and there are big changes taking place if you read the wine media every day there's another article about climate change about the soil about water what's your sense of how sustainability thinking is evolving in bordeaux at the moment with the chateaus that you work with it's really uh, our concern today so when we decided to elaborate a new classification five years ago we decided to include an environment point in this uh, in this classification. That means for the chateau where we go in this classification, they want to access to um, complementary mentions, superior and exceptional. They have to be for the first classification H E V V E two, and for the next one in 1925. Uh, 20, sorry, they they have to be uh, H. HEV3. Just cut the note, that's fine. Um, <laughs> um, tell us what that is. I mean, some of our, our listeners might not know what HVE2 and 3 are. What, what does that mean? This is a, oh, it's a bit complicated to explain, I'm sorry, in English. So the idea is to be, it's a, a criteria which has been made by the uh, French, uh, French? Government. French government, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a way to promote, uh, to, it's a way to, for the grower to, to to, uh, to make wines in a better condition for the, for the climate, to keep uh, organic life in our, in our soil. So it's, uh, it's really uh, our concern today. So it covers reduction of chemical use, for Abs- example? Absolutely, yes. yes. And what, what are the other elements within this HVE? Uh, soil health, uh, I mean, how far does it go? I don't know how to say that in English. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe you will reply because the problem I don't have the term in English for that. It's really a gestion des effluents, gestion de l'eau, waste. Yes. So many, many different points. So. Okay. Um, and what do the chateau owners tell you privately about sustainability? I mean, they're reading about organic. They're reading about certification. What's your sense of what your average Cru Bourgeois chateau owner thinks about all this stuff? 
Do they think it's all a bit exaggerated or do they think it's incredibly important for their future? I think more and more people think it's really important. A few of our chateaux are working organic. Mm -hmm. For myself, for example, in my family, we have 32 hectares. Six, we are already working organic for bio, bio for six hectares. And I know that many people are starting working in this way. So, uh, no, it's, uh, we are conscious that uh, for uh, the terroir we will leave to, to our children is so, so important. Bordeaux has been known because of his great terroir. We have to keep it in good health. It's mm. so important. But, of course, Bordeaux has a maritime climate. Um, you have... Um, it's very warm weather in, in June and July, for example. It, it's a challenge for um, chateaus selling bottles of wine for 10, 15 euros to manage some of these sustainability issues. Is that something you're hearing? Because you know, the first, second, third, fourth growth, they, they have plenty of money. You know, they can afford you're right. to invest in these things. But these smaller ones, it must be quite difficult. You're, you're right. We, we must keep in mind that it costs, it costs something to, 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 to work this way. But, uh, it's not possible to, to avoid this step. You have to, to work this way. But it, it, there is a cost for that. You're, you're right, absolutely. We are conscious of that. And do you see a time when chemicals might be banned? I mean, I've seen some media, you know, someone from the Champagne region, one of the associations saying, you know, 2025 or 2030, you know, no more chemicals in, in Champagne, which sounds like an incredibly ambitious... Yes, we, we want to get the same for us in Bordeaux. The only problem, maybe, is we are the place in France, in Bordeaux, where we have a lot of humidity. So maybe it's a, maybe the place where it will be harder to be absolutely 100 no chemicals in the future. It's easier in Burgundy, in Loire Valley, in Rhone Valley, but in Bordeaux, you know, Bordeaux is a place we produce Sauternes. Sauternes mm -hmm. means Botrytis uh, cinerea, it's humidity. Mm -hmm. So it's really a challenge in Bordeaux to be, to, to, to be fully uh, non-chemical. And what do you, what's your sense of what the consumer wants? I mean, labelling is a real challenge for, for any product on sustainability. And there have been a lot of demands for more transparency on labels. Is that possible around sustainability and for the Cru Bourgeois? I mean, what could they put on a label that would be convincing, do you think? We have to study and to, 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 to do something for that, you're right. But uh, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a big work, but for the future. So it's the next step for us. Yeah. Uh, we decided, as I explained to you, we, we included uh, environment points in, uh, in, 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 the, in the new classification, but after we have to push, we are many people, huh? we are around 200 and 300 chateaux, mm. so you have to convince everybody to go the same way, it's not that easy. But today, as I explained, things are evolving very, very quickly in France and there is a big, uh, um, big uh, um, pressure Mm. coming from the con final consumer, finally. So uh, we well, are at the turning point today. Great. Well, let me, what, final question um, about government. Um, you know, the CEO of, of Danon, uh, Emmanuel Faber, I think his name is, was in New York yesterday, day before, giving a big speech about agriculture must become sustainable. It's, it's a big deal in Europe, and particularly in France. What's your view of, where's the French government going on this? Is there going to be a sort of regulation on these issues or is it going to be more about asking the regions to come up with their own schemes do you think 
You know, in France, we like very much regulation, as you know. <laughs> but but we hope it, it, it will go slowly, and they will estimate that in different regions, we will work in different ways, because we don't have the same climate in Bordeaux, in Burgundy, in Champagne. Yeah. So regulation, okay, but not too much. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a good place to finish. Uh, Olivier Cavellier, thank you very much for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you.